the H1B guy here, and today, the H1B guy 101. Fee responsibility for H1B, H4, E3, TN, and green card sponsorship. I'm going to answer one of the most frequent questions I receive from employers and candidates about who's responsible for fees associated with employment-based visas. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you if you haven't already to please subscribe to the H1B Guide channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H1B Guide offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues in the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how. And you can book an appointment directly with me via the h1bguide.com. Today's post is brought to you by Syndesis and Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain, by perm-ads.com, the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process, and by Mob Squad. Are you a technology professional facing U.S. work visa-related challenges? If your OPT visa is about to expire and you weren't selected in the most recent H-1B lottery, our partner Mob Squad has a solution. Join the squad. Well, a question that I get asked frequently from both employers and candidates is whose responsibility is it to pay for the various legal and filing fees associated with employment-based visas and their dependents, including the H-1B, TN, E3, as well as green card sponsorship. Back on June 15th, there was a blog post written by Kelly Carden and Jessica Shield from Ogletree, Deacons, Nash, Smoke, and Stewart for JD Super that was titled U.S. Employment-Based Immigration Sponsorship Fees Who's required to pay? I feel that the post did an excellent job in breaking down the fee responsibilities in a fairly simple term, as well as provides a sufficient outline for employers and candidates. I'm going to cover the article and provide some further insight for each visa type. The article starts off by saying, quote, employers and employees alike often inquire as to who may pay immigration sponsorship fees for certain non-immigrant petitions and the permanent residency green card process. The answer often depends on a few details, including the specific immigration process, who was requesting the fee, the visa type, and the specific expense. Starting out with H-1B sponsorship, federal law generally prohibits an employer from requiring that an employee for or reimburse the employer's expenses for U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS filing fees, or attorney's fees associated with the preparation or filing of an H-1B petition. Premium processing fees may be paid by the H-1B beneficiary, employee, or the H-1B employer, depending on the circumstances. And if certain conditions are met, the employee may cover the fees for premium processing if premium processing is requested by the employee 
for his or her personal benefit rather than as a business necessity. Fees associated with filings for dependents may be covered by the employee. I think this is fairly simple and straightforward. Employers cannot pass down any legal or filing fees of an H-1B petition to the employee. It is the sole responsibility of the employer. However, there are instances where the employment agreement is executed outside of the U.S., and that may include restricting language addressing requirements for length of employment, compensation increases after fees have been collected, and payment withholding penalties, just to name a few. These types of arrangements are something that I recommend candidates avoid at all costs, as it is illegal. Premium processing, if requested by the employee, though, allows the employer to legally pass down the premium processing fee to the employee. Fees for dependents can also be passed down by the employer to the employee. The most common ways that fees are passed down can be found in these three options. One, payroll deduction that doesn't impact the minimum prevailing wage. Two, personal check from employee to employer. And three, a separate fee agreement with the legal representation. There really is not a wrong answer to any of these three options as it's a matter of preference. In my own personal experience, most employers are willing to absorb the initial premium processing request, but require employees to pay for it on future extensions and amendments. As for dependent fees, employers are more 50-50 on their policies requiring employees to pay for the fees associated with dependents in my experience. Moving on to H-1B and E-3 sponsorship, the article says, quote, similar to H-1B sponsorship, federal regulations require that H-1B-1 and E-3 petitioning employers cover costs associated with legal fees and government filing fees, with the exception of visa application fees. Identical to the H-1B fee responsibilities minus the visa issuance fee, or as the article calls it, visa application fee. This visa issuance fee is the fee required by the Department of State during the visa appointment, and it really varies based on location. As a reminder, the H-1B one is for high-skilled individuals that are citizens of Chile and Singapore, and the E-3 is for high-skilled individuals that are citizens of Australia. Moving on to TN sponsorship, the article states, quote, the TN petitioning employer is not required to pay for legal fees or government filing fees for the employee or dependents. The employer has no legal responsibility for legal filing or issuance fees for TN visas for citizens from Canada or Mexico. In my experience, most are willing to cover the legal and filing fees, but typically not the visa issuance fee. With TN visas now requiring appointments for both Canada and Mexico, Individuals that are already living and working in the U.S. may find it easier to submit the TN visa application to USCIS using premium processing to avoid any delays in work authorization as approval is required before work authorization is granted. Moving on to fees associated with permanent residence green card sponsorship, the article states, quote, 
The employment-based permanent residency process can generally be broken into three major steps. The following is a summary of costs associated with each step and a discussion of the party responsible for payment. Step 1. Filing the PERM application. According to federal regulations, the employer is responsible for all fees associated with the PERM application process, including legal fees and cost of recruitment. This is pretty straightforward as well, and that is that the PERM labor certification is the sole responsibility of the employer. From the initiation to prevailing wage determination and all the way through advertising and filing, it is all the responsibility of the employer. If an employer is looking to pass down any fees associated with step one in the PERM labor uh, sponsorship process, green card sponsorship process, they are doing so illegally. Moving on to step two, filing the form I-140, the article states, quote, according to federal regulations, the employer is not responsible for the fees associated with filing form I-140, immigrant petition for alien workers. All costs associated with this process, including premium processing fees, attorney's fees, and USCIS filing fees may be covered by the employee. Now, this is similar to the H-1B dependent and premium processing fees. And the most common ways that the fees for the I-140 can be passed down uh, can be found in the same three options. One, payroll deduction that doesn't impact the minimum prevailing wage. Two, personal check from employee to employer. And three, a separate fee agreement with the legal representation. In my experience, most employers are 50-50 on whether or not they pass these fees down. For the employers that do require the employee to pay for the fees associated with the I-140, they will typically withhold the I-140 approval notice until the fees have been collected in full. And wrapping up with step three, uh, the filing of adjustment of status. The article states, quote, according to federal regulations, the employer is not required to cover the costs associated with the adjustment of status process, such as legal and filing fees for the principal applicant, the employee, or the applicant's dependents, if any. Similarly, the employer is not under any obligation to pay the filing fees for the Form I-765, Application for Employment Authorization, or Form I-131, Application for Travel Document, specifically for advanced parole, which are often filed concurrently with an adjustment of status application. In addition, the fees for medical examinations and passport photos may also be covered by the employee. So fees associated with step three are handled in the exact same manner as step two. And my experience has been that employers are 50-50 as to whether or not they require the employee to be responsible for the fees associated with the adjustment of status and the subsequent filings. So let's provide a quick recap on who's responsible for what. H-1B legal and filing fees are the responsibility of the employer. H-1B premium processing fees are the responsibility of the employee if requested. H-4 dependent fees are the responsibility of the employee. H-1B1 and E3 legal and filing fees are the responsibility of the employer. H-1B1 and E3 dependents and visa issuance fees are the responsibility of the employee. The TN visa legal filing and issuance and dependent fees are the responsibility of the employee. 
Perm labor certification, legal filing, and advertising fees are the responsibility of the employer. I-140 and I-485, legal filing and premium processing fees are the responsibility of the employee. So I hope this breakdown really helps answer and bring clarity to one of the most frequent questions that I receive, and that is, who's responsible for paying for fees associated with employment-based visas? For the full post on the H-1B Guy 101, fee responsibility for H-1B, H-4, E-3, TN, and green card sponsorship, please check out the H-1Bguy.com. And a reminder that today's post was brought to you by Syndesis and Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OBT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Syndesis and Path to Canada are your answers. They will gladly help you navigate the process. And if you're interested in finding out if you qualify, please be sure to use the link in the video description below and someone from Sedesis or Path to Canada will be in touch. And also by perm-ads.com, the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process. If you're looking to reduce your costs and overhead associated with perm labor certification recruitment advertising, let perm-ads.com help you. And also by Mob Squad. Are you a technology professional facing U.S. work visa-related challenges? If your OPT visa is about to expire and you weren't selected in the most recent H-1B lottery, our partner Mob Squad has a solution. Mob Squad helps technology professionals facing U.S. work visa uncertainty remain working with their current U.S. company, Nearshore from Canada, and technology professionals from around the world who are seeking an opportunity to find a rewarding career in North America. They can help you obtain a Canadian work permit for you and your spouse in as little as six to eight weeks. Whether you're looking to stay working with your current U.S. company or you want to find a new opportunity in Canada, please find out how the team at Mob Squad can help you via the link in the video description below. Join the squad. Just wanted to ask you again to please like this video, subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube, and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel. If you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to watch my video. I really appreciate your support. The H-1B Guy, your global source for all things H-1B.